Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love to let their genius blossom. I'm your host, Diane Planadon, and today's show is more on the nurture and nutrition side of things when raising our young ones or even just taking care of ourselves. The globe is feeling rather ill these days, and there are numerous people in isolation, self-isolation at the moment, and one person reached out to me to see if I could perhaps spread a little cheer and a little diversion by bringing back the crazy cooking show um, that... I introduced a while back about when Nicholas was learning how to cook. We created an imaginary show before any social media was ever out there. And we just pretended in the kitchen that we were teaching people how to cook. And we loved to focus on breakfast. So the listener, or actually YouTube follower, really needed a distraction and always wanted to learn to cook and always wanted to maybe not master cooking, not as an occupation, but just hone their skills and get better at the craft because cooking is a good skill to have in your life. So here we go. We're going to do French toast as a nice little distraction to help people just kind of get through isolation and know that you're not really alone. It's just me in the kitchen this time, so let's get started on the French toast. The first key is to prepare everything ahead of time. Prepare your ingredients, prepare your workstation, Make sure you have what you need on hand, or if you don't, you can just improvise. Because when the French toast is ready, you want that first bite to still be nice and warm. Mm, It's such a nice feeling. So in order to do this, I work backwards. What do I mean by that? Well, for example, if on my French toast, one of the garnishes I would like is, say, whipping cream, I will prepare that first. Because when you prepare whipping cream ahead of time, your French toast won't get cold, and you can put it back in the fridge until you're ready to serve. A little tidbit about whipping cream. My mother taught me this. You don't put plastic over top of it when you refrigerate it. You just put a plate on top to protect it in the fridge and your whipping cream will last for many a day. So let's begin with whipping cream. As luck would have it this morning, I could not find an attachment to my hand blender so I got out the big KitchenAid and I poured 150 milliliters or four ounces of whipping cream into the stainless steel container. I'm going to mention stainless steel here briefly because if you have a cold bowl, it actually whips better. And stainless steel is really best for that. Now, when you are whipping the cream, 
be very cognizant on its consistency and the blending has to be very, very quick. This video, if you're watching on YouTube, is actually in high speed mode, but it is on the top speed at the moment. When you get a consistency of a soft peak in the whipping cream, you can add your vanilla or sugar. And it's very, very important to be patient and wait because you will have a perfect whipping cream if you reach that soft stage first. So now we are ready to add the vanilla. I'm just going to add a quarter teaspoon of vanilla. And in cooking, traditional measurements are widely known. And then I will add the icing sugar, one tablespoon of icing sugar. I will also include the conversions on the Flourish.mom website. Uh, so if you are listening from another country and don't quite know both measurements, then you'll able to make your whipping cream. And there you have it. It's at uh, a firm peak stage now and ready to go in the fridge. The next step in preparing your breakfast, well, although you could have French toast for dinner as well, is to clean your fruit and give it time to dry nicely, whether you're serving it on top of your French toast or as a garnish on the side. It's always nice to have clean yet dry fresh fruit. And this is important because you don't want that toast to get soggy. <laughs> no siree. <laughs> I've done that a few times. So make sure that's ready. Get your spices ready. I like to use three spices on top of my French toast. It is nutmeg, cinnamon, and cloves. So just a hint of each of them. Get the eggs out, get the milk out, get, get everything ready that you're going to need. And make sure everything's close at hand. You'll see what I mean. Our station is all set up and we crack the first egg. There's only one egg in this recipe and it prepares enough for two people to have two pieces of French toast each. I am gradually beating it with a simple fork and adding four ounces or 150 ml of milk gradually. Now if you don't like milk, try juice. This recipe can be modified in any way you require. If you prefer almond milk, soy milk, it all works together. And if you are allergic to eggs, you don't even have to use the eggs. But you, you, can, you really need a consistency which isn't eggy in your French toast because otherwise all you will taste is the egg and you wanna taste the spices too. Now that your mixture is ready, it's time to cut into your bread. I bought this French loaf a couple of days ago and it has a really nice crust. When I cut into it, it's on the diagonal. And I think it's just uh, more pretty that way and you get more surface that way, but however you like to cut your bread. It does not have to be a French loaf, by the way, but that is the traditional way of making French toast and you can make it with any type of bread but you do want to check its consistency 
but the nice crust is always beautiful. Now it's time to cook our French toast. You can use a dollop of butter, or in my situation, I prefer to use olive oil. I will just put a glimmer, quarter teaspoon of nice, nice olive oil. I mean the good stuff. It goes a long way. You just want to spread it over the pan to coat the surface lightly. This is not a saturation situation. <laughs> In moderation. That's my motto. That's my motto. So the pan is ready to go when we are. And now the French toast can be dipped in our egg mixture. You can do two pieces at the same time. Depending on the size of your pan, you might be able to do all four pieces, which is always very nice. I usually recommend that you give it a, a quick enough toss that it doesn't get too soggy because, again, you don't want it eggy, eggy. I usually give the toast a little poke, see how it feels, and then gently drain it as I lift it into the pan. And this is all done with a fork, no fancy machinery here, and the pan is sizzling nicely. I always start the pan a little bit ahead of time because you don't want the oil or the butter ab absorbing uh, completely and, and then it's heated up ahead of time. That is the result you get. After the toast is in the pan and I have a nice simmer on, it's not a, it's not a low, low heat at this point. It's just a, hmm, like a medium heat, I'm going to say, because you want it to gradually cook. You don't want it to quickly cook because then the center of your toast will be soggy. Now is the time that I would add my spices. Some people like to add their spices into the mixture. I like to have a, a little bit more control. And, oh, there goes all the... <laughs> okay, I like to have control, but uh, note to self, watch how much cinnamon is open. So I've added the cloves and the cinnamon, and now I'm grating fresh nutmeg upon the toast. And when nutmeg is freshly grated, it's far more pungent. And you can always add more after the fact, but it's just really nice to bake in these spices into your French toast right away. And it has such a beautiful aroma. It doesn't take long to cook. Do a little fork test to see about the firmness of your French toast. And give it a flip. Try it with one to start and see if it's nice and golden brown. And when it is, well, that is a beautiful thing. Everyone has their own preference. I, I usually like my French toast a bit firmer and some people like it softer, but again, just get out that fancy utensil called a fork and you can, you can literally feel the change in the consistency and feel how well the French toast is cooked. Time to get your plate ready and ready to serve your beautiful French toast. I'm going to, uh, again, continue to make sure the 
toast is finished properly, I'm going to give one piece a nice little flip, check the consistency on the other side. And that is beautiful feeling when you, and you can just smell it and you can see it and I can hardly wait to taste it. Oh my goodness. So I picked a pretty yellow plate today just to give the toast its own, you know, like a, a little contrast on the plate it's really really nice when you have a, a pretty plate and you serve your french toast and uh, you, you take a little moment to organize it so it it looks like you've spent some time in preparing this beautiful beautiful dish for your family now comes the fun part everyone can get creative everyone can do their own thing there is beautiful toppings that we prepared ahead of time because our French toast is piping hot and we want to enjoy it while it's still warm. I have a very traditional affliction for pure maple syrup. And it's a wonder of the world that the maple syrup, it just comes out of the trees just perfectly sweetened. And it is from Canada, so of course that's even better. Then I add my fresh berries. Uh, these are blueberries that I've chosen today. Also very good antioxidant. And I also warmed up some frozen berries, uh, just blackberries, raspberries, and a few more blueberries in there. And it gives us this nice little compote that you can add to one or both pieces. And then it has a beautiful juice. So. I, I always say sparingly because you really want to taste all the flavors and you don't want to drown your French toast in just one. Or perhaps you like a peanut butter and banana French toast. Add whatever topping you want. It's all perfectly fine. Then there's a little bit of icing sugar. There's only a, maybe out of a tablespoon I may use an eighth of that just to sprinkle on top and decorate the plate and, and all of a sudden it's fancy dancy. Doesn't take much sugar and you don't need much sugar because you have all these natural, natural ingredients. Some people may want to add the infamous whipping cream that we made earlier at this stage. It's beautiful when it comes out of the fridge and it's nice and firm. It really presents a nice dollop on your plate. I myself will pass on that today, but I might add a few little sprinkles. I love sprinkles. I love a little bling in my food. These ones, nah, I'm using tiny ones today, but if you're feeding children and you have sprinkles left over from Christmas or don't know what to do, there you have it. You have a beautiful breakfast ready to eat and it's nutritious delicious, inexpensive to make, you've prepared it in segments, it's not overwhelming, and, and here we go again, just little baby steps. So dig in and enjoy your French toast. As you sit down and are enjoying that wonderful meal you just made from scratch, well except for the bread, but that's okay, be proud of your accomplishment and learn as you go because it takes time and it's 
cooking is kind of a feeling and I just, I, I love that you can cook with all natural ingredients, including the maple syrup. All that other stuff is just melted sugar. So <laughs> it's nice to get a little variety in your diet. Plus your brain, well, your brain needs to be fed some glucose. 20 to 30% it takes from you every day. You don't need a lot of sugar, but you do need a little bit of sugar. So keep it natural because you can save time by cooking at home and you can definitely save money. This meal I prepared this morning, I think maybe, maybe costs $5 for two people to have breakfast. It's pretty good if you ask me. And if you're sitting around the breakfast table and want to take one step further, maybe look up the origin of French toast and make the conversation quite interesting because it's been around for centuries and centuries and my heritage is German and it's been a, a German dish in a little bit different variation. I believe since the 14th century when the Brothers Grimm introduced it into their storytelling. So it's it's kind of fun. It, it really makes it fun and it was it was also created out of necessity not out of being a, a gourmet chef or something because back then preservatives were not as prevalent and when your bread got dry it was kind of hard to eat. So ingenuity and cooking and evolution, I really find that quite fascinating. It, it's an interesting topic to think about. So just remember, the more you practice, the more fluent you will become at cooking and it'll be easier over time and you will be able to create masterpieces if you want. Take your time. Take your time though, because it's a skill and one that can be learned. Once you master a few foundational items and you become more comfortable in the kitchen, well, it's going to become second nature. At first it's tedious, because practice, 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 but practice does make perfect. And well, that reminds me of learning to even to ride a bike. And when I think about that and practicing to ride a bike, you never forget how to ride a bike. So you'll never forget how to cook. Once you've learned it, it's ingrained in you. It's you're one with it, which also reminds me, this is like coming full circle now, Robert Greene, he wrote a book back in 2012 called Mastery. So if you don't believe me, he's actually done all the research. And he really, really lays it out well. In, in this book, he discusses the importance, the importance of when you practice and develop any skill. Even cooler about that, it becomes tacit knowledge. Mm-hmm. Behold, learning by doing actually transforms you. I'm going to read you an excerpt from the book. Real pleasure comes from overcoming challenges, feeling confidence in your abilities, gaining fluency in skills and experiencing 
the power this brings. You develop patience. Boredom no longer signals the need for distraction, but rather the need for new challenges to conquer. I absolutely love that. It makes complete sense. Complete sense. And what's really interesting about that is, well, in a nutshell, you are mastering, mastering a new skill. The constant barrage of empty entertainment out there, and there's a little bit of lot, it'll no longer interest you. Seriously, you will grow and flourish instead. Instead of being distracted, wasting time, wasting drama, just wasteful media, fake news, flash this, oh my goodness, we're just inundated. So if you learn a new skill over the next few weeks, when a lot of us around the globe are in self-isolation, we are not yet here in, in Canada, but there are countries that are requiring their people to please stay home to contain the virus. So rather than worry about the great unknown, because everyone's doing the best they can, take the time and learn something new. Learn how to make French toast if you like, or even work on that language or that report or that book. Or Just take time because it's precious. And when our schedules get back to normal, you will be so happy that you did so happy that you were productive during this time and you don't need to get fancy so let's say you do want to learn to cook or perhaps teach your children how to cook you can set up a little <laughs> a little camera or something or just pretend like nicholas and i did without a camera and make it fun and have some giggles and, and try and stay up and excited and positive because there's so much doom and gloom and bad news. And I understand it. It's important. It's important to stay informed. But it's also important to stay inspired and upbeat because we will prevail. Well, I really enjoyed making French toast for you this morning. Thank you for the suggestion. And as you learn by doing, your tacit knowledge grows. And I'm going to speak further to that in next week's episode. Because we're all born with a gift. We're all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift. As purpose changes within. And times change and people change and circumstances change. And if you can keep up with change, you're already ahead of the crowd. I'm going to close by quoting Einstein. He's just my favorite. The measure of intelligence is the ability to change. So changing yourself, changing your world, changing your outlook. It's actually another really good life skill. So bon appetit, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this French toast episode of the Crazy Cooking Show. 
And remember, proper nutrition, it's important. And it's within reach for most of us, if not all of us. So before you put that processed food <laughs> inside your precious, precious temple, maybe think twice. Think twice. A good home-cooked meal always feels good. Live well. Until next time.